Hello, before I start today's episode, I just want to give a word of warning that because I will be repeating words verbatim spoken by the people involved in this matter, there will be the use of the F word on two or three occasions. So if you're offended by swearing, please appreciate that it is done in context and there will be swearing in this episode, so turn off now. Thank you. Hello everyone and welcome to Malice of Forethought UK, a true crime podcast, blog and forum where I try to discuss all aspects of true crime and some other legal issues as well. Today we are on part two of the Depp versus Heard saga and if you haven't listened to part one please go back and listen and also please listen to some of my other true crime podcasts which focus more on murder and there's quite a few there about people being in the wrong place at the wrong time which is a real interest to me how turning left or right or going to a petrol station or taking a shortcut home can tragically lead to the death of some people. However, going back to Depp and Heard, in our last instalment, we looked at the beginning of the relationship between the couple, followed by their now infamous divorce which started with an application for a restraining order and led to publicity of alleged domestic violence in their marriage and has now ended in first attending the libel trial in the UK where Judge Nicholl ruled on the balance of probabilities that Depp was mainly at fault of 12 of the 14 incidents between the couple um, which meant that the Sun newspaper could rely on the defence of truth by labelling Depp as a wife beater and now the big story being the ongoing trial of libel where Depp is suing Heard for libel because of a piece that she published in the Washington Post and her counterclaim against him for the domestic violence and for sexual assault allegations that she is making against her former husband. So in today's episode, I want to focus on those allegations and I'm mainly going to focus on the allegations that came out in the Sun newspaper trial because in the libel trial, there has been some further allegations that have been made and some of the stories that have been testified to in the libel trial between Head and Depp, which is currently ongoing, are bigger, and I don't want to use the word exaggerated, but they seem to be bigger than the stories that were originally testified in the UK trial. Okay, so as I'm recording this today, so I'm watching the trial as it is is ongoing, Depp's claim has now rested, so his witnesses have all testified, and Amber Heard is now giving her testimony, and then eventually there will be some re-examination 
on Depp's side because he is the claimant party, as we would call it, in the UK. So I will follow that trial and in subsequent episodes from today, there will be more information comes forward regarding the allegations. But as the testimony is still ongoing, I want to see both sides of the argument um, before I bring that forward. So today we are looking at the allegations from the Sun newspaper trial and most of the incidents reported by Heard. I've tried to put them in today order because if you do some research on this, they're all over the place. Different people are commenting at different times. It's really difficult to follow the thread and people come in at at different points. But what I've tried to do is put them together sequentially going back to early 2013. So the first allegation took place sometime in early 2013 and I've labelled each one and this one I'm calling Why No Forever. So back in 1989, Winona Ryder was 17 and for those of you who don't know, she's an actress. She starred in Mermaids, Heathers, um, with Johnny Depp. She In Edward Scissorhand, she was his girlfriend. At this time, Johnny Depp was 25. So we're going back a long time and he was a very young man. According to folklore in Hollywood, their eyes locked at a party at the premiere of Great Balls of Fire. A few months later, they met up at the Chateau Marmont in Los Angeles and started dating. And five months after they started dating, they quickly got engaged. At the time, Depp said to People magazine, there has been nothing in my 27 years that's comparable to the feeling I have with Winona. 27, young man, she's 19, absolutely head over heels in love. At that stage, Depp had Winona forever tattooed on his arm. And there are actually pictures on the internet, if you want to do a Google search, Winona Forever Tattoo, click images, you'll see the very young Johnny Depp, black and white photo, very moody, kind of James Dean-esque, pointing to his for is just below his shoulder, emblazoned across, there is this Winona Forever written on his arm. The couple never actually made the walk down the aisle, but they did remain together and were engaged for three years. At the time, the young sweethearts were labelled Genona, and they dated for four years and reportedly still remain good friends to this day. When they eventually broke up in 1993, Depp was left with that reminder of his relationship and later he got the tattoo modified so he didn't have it completely removed. He had the the end shortened. So instead of Winona forever, it said Wino forever. Now, Heard alleges that Depp hit her for the very first time when they were in LA and she laughed at that tattoo. Now, 
unless you have lived in a cave, you would have heard about the Winona Forever tattoo being altered to the Wino Forever tattoo. But Herders testified that she was completely unaware of this and she asked Depp why he had Wino Forever tattooed on his arm and she thought it was a bit of a joke. She thought it was quite funny. And at that point, she says Depp slapped her three times after she made a joke over the inking. She went on to say he knocked her to the ground before apologising and blaming, in inverted commas, the monster, which is some sort of code for an alter ego when the drink and the drugs get too much for Depp. He claims the monster comes out. Or she alleges that he claims the monster comes out. Now, Depp has denied hitting her, saying she had seen the tattoo on countless occasions before the incident happened. And when he was quizzed on her claims that this was the first time he struck her and it was in a reaction to a comment about the tattoo, he said the incident didn't occur and reiterated he has never hit her or any other woman. Meanwhile, Winona herself has spoken out in Depp's defence. In 2020, in a witness statement relating to the court battle in the UK, um, the actress defended her ex-fiancé. In an official statement, filed, Ryder said she was shocked, confused and upset by the allegations. She said Depp was never violent or abusive towards her. She said... I obviously was not there during his marriage to Amber, but from my experience, which was so wildly different, I was absolutely shocked, confused and upset when I heard the accusations against him. We were together as a couple for four years and I counted him as my best friend and as close to me as family. The idea that he is an incredibly violent person is the furthest thing from Johnny that I knew and loved. I cannot wrap my head around these accusations. He has never been violent or abusive to anybody I have seen. I truly and honestly only know him as a really good man, an incredibly loving, extremely caring guy who was so very protective protective of me and the people that he loves and I felt so very very safe with him. I do not want to call anyone a liar but from my experience of Johnny it is impossible to believe that such horrific allegations are true. I find it extremely upsetting him, upsetting knowing him as I do. Now, if you nip over to my website, maliceaforethoughtuk.wixsite.com and find the blog for this particular episode, you'll see that there is a photograph of the before and after of Johnny with the tattoo saying Winona Forever and Wino Forever, just for a bit of background. Now, the second incident is alleged to have taken place in March of 2013, and I've called this one the Disco Bloodbath. Prior to her relationship with Depp, which we discussed in the last episode in the background to the couple and their relationship, you'll remember that Heard was in a same-sex relationship with a Hawaiian-born painter and photographer, Tasia Van Rie. 
they were in a domestic partnership from 2008 before same-sex marriage was made legal in the US, but Hare did consider herself to be married to 45-year-old Ree and even at one stage used the name Amber Van Ree. In 2010, Hare came out as bisexual and a year later, when same-sex marriage became constitutional in New York, the couple are thought to have thrown an intimate party to celebrate this. However, not long after her relationship with Tazia broke down, she enters into a relationship with Johnny Depp, which eventually leads to the couple marrying. So the allegation is that in March 2013, Depp hit Heard in an argument relating to a painting done by Taji Van Rie and that Depp was in a jealous fit of rage. The court was told that Depp hit her so hard that blood from her lip ended up on the wall and that he then tried to set fire to the painting. Depp is then said to have referred to the incident in a text message as a disco bloodbath. Now, he has admitted sending that text, but said it was sent to placate his wife, heard that he was not apologising for something he did not do. Now, in context, in 2009, Amber Heard was arrested by Port of Seattle Police after she and Tazia got into an argument at Seattle Tacoma International Airport. Heard was taken into custody and booked for a misdemeanor domestic violence after she allegedly struck her former partner. This case was assigned to the King County District Court in Seattle a day after the incident, but the prosecutor decided not to press charges against Heard. Ree then later came out in 2009 in a statement saying Amber was wrongly accused for an incident that was misinterpreted and over-sensationalised by two individuals in a powerful position. She recalled hints of misogynistic attitudes towards them as a same-sex couple, which later appeared to be homophobic when they found out that the, they were a couple not just friends, in inverted commas. Ree added that her ex-partner Heard was a brilliant, honest and beautiful woman and that she had the most utmost respect for her. So her, however, Depp now claims that several women who have been in a relationship with Miss Heard have come forward to share their personal experiences of brutal violence and abuse at the hands of Miss Heard and he is using that to counteract her allegation of abuse against that he has perpetrated against her following the, the court cases. We then move to June 2013 and this is the wrecked cabin. So Herd and Depp were in Hicksville, USA with a group of people including Herd's sister Whitney and Depp's assistant Nathan Holmes. 
Heard claimed that Depp had been taking drugs and this resulted in him becoming enraged and jealous when one of her friends touched her. She then said he threw glasses at her, ripped her dress and damaged the cabin they were staying in. Then we moved to May 2014 and the private jet. So whilst on a private jet flying to Boston, from Boston to LA, Heard said that Depp threw a chair at her and then slapped her and kicked her in the back while accusing her of having an affair with actor James Franco before he eventually passed out on the toilet floor. Depp has denied this and insisted it was Heard who was berating and screaming at him. Now Keenan Wyatt, who is a sound engineer who works with Depp on movies, testified he was on the plane during this incident and it was Heard who behaved angrily. And when he tried to speak to her to calm her down, Heard turned to Keenan Wyatt and muttered the words, how dare you speak to me? Next is August 2014, and that is Detox Island. Now, as we discussed in the last episode, Depp has a private island in the Bahamas. It's an absolute paradise, and it is where the couple got married. Heard it claims that he they. They went to the private island so that Johnny could detox. Depp was in the throes of his addictions. And so with a nurse and a doctor, Heard and Depp went to his private island so he could dry out. She says he lashed out at her by pushing her to the ground and slapped her and grabbed her by the hair and accused her of withholding medication from him during this detox trip. She also states that she was not a trained professional. She should never have been there to support her husband during that time because she didn't know how somebody detoxing was going to behave and that she wasn't prepared for that type of behavior. Next came January 2015. In this incident, in Tokyo, so we'll call this one Tokyo, Heard testified that while they were staying in Japan, Depp slapped her and grabbed her by the hair while she lay on the floor crying. He was high on drugs and he stood over her and was shouting at her. Two months later, we have the hostage situation. While the couple were staying in Australia in a rented house in March 2015, Depp was filming his fifth instalment of the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise. Now you'll remember from the last episode, and I did put a link to the video afterwards, the couple, well, heard, was accused of smuggling her dogs into Australia, which was against the quarantine laws. 
Now, Head described that during that trip to Australia, she was held in a hostage situation for three days, during which time Depp repeatedly assaulted her. He trashed the rented house they were staying in. He split her lip, left her with a swollen nose and cuts all over her body after hitting her in the face and choking her. Herd states that Depp had grown jealous of her London Fields co-star Billy Bob Thornton and was enraged by her not signing a prenuptial agreement. Again, if we refer back to episode one, you'll remember that we discussed that a friend had given a statement following the wedding that there was no prenuptial agreement between Herd and Depp because, in his words, Depp considered the relationship to be forever and wanted to prove that his feelings for Herd were true. So Herd then goes on to say that Depp pushed her to the ground, spat on her face, chucked glass bottles at her. And this incident is probably one of the most famous of the alleged domestic violence incidents that took place between Herd and Depp and this is because during this incident Depp's finger was severed. He states this was when Herd threw a vodka bottle at him. He put his hand up to stop the bottle, the bottle smashed and his finger was severed. Herd has said that she was not there and that it is likely he cut his finger when he smashed a telephone. Her attorneys have pointed to text messages in which Depp admitted to cutting the finger himself and she reportedly said that during that fight, Depp beat her, choked her and sexually assaulted her. She has said that the assault left cuts on her arms and legs. The actor then used the blood and his severed finger to write, I love you, on a mirror in the rented house. Meanwhile, Malcolm Connolly, who is Depp's security guard, said after the incident where Depp's finger was lost, or the tip of the finger was lost, that Depp was in an emotional state. He was distressed and he was panicking. Mr Connolly, who has worked for Mr Depp and his family for about 16 years, said in a witness statement that when he and another security guard arrived at the property, Depp said, look at my finger. She's cut my fucking finger off. She's smashed my hand with a vodka bottle. Depp also revealed that Herb had stubbed a lit cigarette out on his cheek during a fight. Now, David Kipper, who is a concierge doctor, and Debbie Lloyd, a nurse who works with Kipper, testified that he was called to the residence and cleaned up Depp's wound before taking him to the emergency room. He also said that he directed the staff to search the house for the missing fingertip. Kipper said that Depp's chef eventually found it in the kitchen area, that there was blood and broken glass in the house and Depp later had reconstructive surgery to repair his finger. Kipper testified that Herd was there and seemed upset, but he did not notice that she had any injuries and she did not ask for any medical attention, nor did she seek any medical attention at that time. 
Now the same month, March 2015, we have the penthouse incident. During a row at their LA penthouse, Heard alleged that Depp grabbed her by the hair and hit her repeatedly and that Heard's sister was present during this. Depp states that Heard was berating him in a rage as he tried to leave and threw a can of Red Bull at him and pushed him in the face, punched him in the face and he left the premises. August 2015, The Oriental and Eastern Express. Heard says Depp pushed her against a wall by the throat and this caused her to fear for her life. Whilst the couple were on board the Eastern and Orient Express in Southeast Asia while celebrating their honeymoon. Extracts from her diary were read out in court. The diary entry claimed the couple had been walking zombies after three hours of sleep and a terrible fight. Heard wrote in her diary A night that ended at 3 30 am and was brutally interrupted by the train's imminent arrival to the Singapore station too early this morning. After three hours of sleep, it felt like an even more brutal heart hangover. Hurt last night and was particularly bad. We fell asleep with one another smashed together in a desperate childlike anger, fear and love. Our fight was terrible. Jay finally at one point, found himself with his shirt wrapped around my neck. Amazing to think about precision slash coordination that required considering the case circumstances. He hit me several times. I don't even know how I wound up with this huge, rather annoying knot on the back of my head. Fuck, I hate that. I hate that I allow it by never using that as a line for which I stand my ground. Where are my lines? Do I have any left? Meanwhile, Malcolm Connolly, Depp's security guard, denied there had been any assault on the train, but did admit that he was about three or four hours down from the couple, saying he would never have known about a fight if it had taken place in the early hours of the morning but he did say he would have noticed any injuries on Heard. December 2015, The James Corden Show Heard appeared on The Late Late Show with James Corden on December 16, 2015, the night after an alleged incident. Heard is then said to have exclaimed, Can you believe I just did that show with two black eyes? after the show wrapped up. But Hollywood stylist Samantha McMillan took the stand, claiming she had not seen the actress with any visible marks on her face or body. In her witness evidence, she said, I saw her throughout the day in good light at close range, wearing no makeup. Throughout the day, I could clearly see that Amber did not have any visible marks, bruises, cuts or injuries to her face or any other part of her body. Yet after the show, Miss Head said to me, Can you believe I just did that show with two black eyes? But she did not have any black eyes and had been visibly uninjured throughout the day and at that moment. I later learned that Miss Head had accused Johnny Depp of violently abusing her the previous night. 
Depp has admitted he headbutted Heard at their LA penthouse the night before she appeared on the James Corden show, but in court claimed it was accidental. During the incident, Heard testified Depp threw a decanter at her, pulled out large chunks of her hair and yelled, I'll fucking kill you. He dragged her through their apartment and twice shoved her at the top of the stairs, causing her to fear she would fall. After repeatedly hitting her, she then said he deliberately headbutted her, causing her nose to bleed. He then shoved her to the ground and punched her in the back of the head before continuing to slap her in the face, then threw her on the bed, placed his knee on her back and pushed her face into her mattress. Heard then testified that she had to be covered in makeup to appear on the James Corden show. April 2016 The Birthday Party Depp allegedly arrived late to Heard's 30th birthday party and this resulted in an argument between the couple which unfolded after the guests left. It's claimed that the actor then threw a magnum of champagne at his wife. Depp said the next day a cleaner found faeces in the couple's marital bed and he resolved to divorce her in a fitting end to their relationship. Depp said in his evidence to the court this was the final straw in the relationship and the factor that promised, prom, prompted him pardon, I apologize, to seek divorce. The judge said it was unlikely that Heard or a friend had defecated on Depp's bed while he he was away. The judge said as long as he was away, it was Miss Haird who was likely to suffer from faeces on the bed, not him. It was therefore a singularly ineffective means for Miss Haird or one of her friends to get back at Mr Depp. The 911 call May 2016. Depp allegedly arrived at the couple's LA apartment drunk and high before Heard testified to the court that he threw a magnum of champagne at her. Depp claimed his two security guards entered the room and they could hear Heard shouting and screaming, Stop hitting me, Johnny, stop hitting me. However, he was in fact stood 20 feet away from her in the kitchen. Someone called 911 at 8.27pm on the 21st of May 2016. Hi, I need to report an assault right now happening at 849 Broadway at the Eastern Building. It's Penthouse 3. The caller refuses to give a name but explains that a friend of theirs named Amber is being attacked by someone that they later confirmed to be a boyfriend, saying, I happen to know that it's happening and I just need to remain anonymous. So, what did she say that this guy assaulted her or hit her? The LAPD operator replies. Physically assaulting her, yeah, the caller says. Then their demeanour appears to become agitated as they continue. Send somebody up there, please. They confirm they need to remain anonymous, repeat the address and then terminate the call. Now, in last week's episode, um, I explained 
some of the background to Amber and Johnny and some of their friend circle and one of the friends of Amber is Io. So Io has since claimed that it was that them that made the 911 call and described being on the phone with Herd and then listening on speakerphone when Depp launched into a cruel and vicious rage. Io says, I then heard Amber crying in fear and begging Johnny to stop his attack. Thereafter, I heard Amber scream out, call 911 before the call got disconnected. I called 911 to save Amber's life. That's why when it happened again, when I was on the phone with both of them and heard it drop, heard him say, what if I pulled your hair back? and heard her scream for my help, I wondered, like so many times before, if I should break the code of silence that surrounds celebrities and invite the police into the situation, and in a split second decided that yes, I was going to. However, Depp's legal team pointed to an LAPD log that shows that Io Tillett Wright's call was at 10.09pm well over an hour after the alleged attack. Depp's legal team have claimed that they believe the 827 911 call was instead placed by a different woman called Raquel Pennington, who is a yoga instructor and close friend of Herd, who lived rent-free in a neighbouring apartment, which was also owned by Depp. In response, Io Tillett Wright's attorney, Lauren Schwartz, said her client was in New York on the night in question, so their call was diverted to NYPD. This means the call was logged at 11.16 Eastern Time, which is 8.16 in LA, and the hour and a half delay was simply the time it took for NYPD to formally hand the incident over to LAPD. Heard later testified in her deposition, he is smacking my face, moving my face, he's got me by the hair and he's, it's hard to describe, it's almost like yanking me from side to side with my hair, she said in a videotape deposition for their 2016 divorce case. He's still holding on to my head at this time. And he said, I don't know if he's trying to grab it, my face, he's yelling at me, screaming. See how hard I hit you? I'm screaming at the top of my lungs. Help, help, please help. So based on those incidents, the judge's ruling in the UK on the balance of probability. But moving forward, a police officer who was called to the home after the 911 claim, call claimed she did not see any damage and while Head was crying, she did not appear to have any injuries. The LAPD officers who responded to the 911 call that night also were deposed as part of the divorce proceedings. Officer Melanie Sainez, in a July 18th, 2016 deposition, testified that Herd refused to give officers her name, so she did not actually know if it was Amber, for some weeks after the call out. Um, she said Herd was crying, but she did not see any marks, bruises, swelling, or signs of injury on her face. 
The officer also testified that she inspected the apartment and saw no sign of shattered glass or broken items, and when questioning Heard, she merely responded by shaking her head in response to questions and did not want to engage with the police. So due to the circumstances, she found no probable cause to believe a crime had been committed. Officer Tyler Haddon, who was also in attendance, shared similar evidence. Sainez said that she learned that a second patrol vehicle visited the penthouse later the same night. She didn't recall the names of the officers, but said in her testimony that their findings were the same as ours. Depp's lawyer, Adam Waldman, later claimed that all of this pointed to Heard and her friends creating an ambush against Depp and that nothing they testified could be considered credible. Quite simply, this was an ambush, a hoax. They set Mr Depp up by calling the cops, but the first attempt didn't do the trick. So Amber and her friends spill a little wine, rough the place up, get their story straight under the direction of a lawyer and a publicist, and then place a second call to 911. But even this didn't have the desired effect because two domestic abuse trained LAPD officers would later provide a pair of sworn depositions saying they saw, not, saw no evidence of a crime. These lies about who made the calls and when they made them are just the tip of the iceberg as evidence will show in court. So there you have it. They were the main incidents that came out in the Sun newspaper trial that we discussed last week. Lots of he said, she said, lots of his word against her word, lots of he threw this, she goaded him, her friends involved. It's very, very difficult to unravel what goes on behind closed doors in a relationship. I personally am finding it still incredibly difficult to remain impartial because I love Johnny Depp so much and I am a fan of his and I don't know Amber Heard at all so I'm really finding the whole thing quite hard but I am watching the trial and I will continue to report on this and I am trying to remain impartial and tell both sides of the story so apologies if sometimes I do sound a little bit too much like I'm taking Johnny's side it's so hard when you are going back over old ground and lots of people have been involved this is absolutely nothing to do with Amber Heard as a person it is purely because so far what I have seen seems to be a couple who were in an incredibly toxic relationship and should never have been together um, but continued down a path where even from the very early stages of their relationship it was quite clear that they should have cut their losses but they seem to continue and get married and go on um, and sometimes in situations like this the only saving grace is you can say that there was no children involved in their relationship although as later episodes will will um the stories will come out from the trial in the 
in, in America, you'll actually find that there are situations where Johnny's children to Vanessa Parody were allegedly around, according to Head's testimony, which is just absolutely heartbreaking because the whole situation seemed to get completely out of control between the two of them if the testimony of them both is to be believed. So I'm going to leave it there for this week. Next week, I'm going to look at some of the bigger stories that have come out and some of the testimony. And as the trial continues, then we may eventually have a conclusion, whether the conclusion will be the same as the UK court or whether there will the judge and the jury in the US court will come to a different conclusion that remains to be seen. Please don't forget to visit my website to rate and sub, um, rate, subscribe to me, rate me. I know I'm not the most eloquent podcaster in the world. I do try and bring the truth out and I do try to bring the legal aspects of the story out. So sometimes I can appreciate that it might not be the most exciting podcast in the world. And I do take donations, although I don't get paid for my podcast. So there is a link to that. Anyway, I've rabbited on enough for this week. Hopefully you can join me again for the next episode of Depth Versus Heard and we'll see where this goes. As usual, be nice to each other.